Hey everyone, welcome to Music Marketing Monday. My name is Andrew Southworth, and today we're talking about the spookiest thing in music, bots. So <laughs> uh, tomorrow is Halloween, and so I thought this would be about the scariest thing we could talk about in music marketing, and that's because using bots can literally get you kicked off Spotify and other DSPs and ruin all of your online algorithms, even on social media and whatever. So it's a pretty big deal. Uh, bots are something that are controversial, and so we're going to kind of cover why they're bad for you, why people use them though, and also like how like different types of bots and different types of click farms and stuff like that. So first of all, what are bots? Well, actually, first of all, if you're not subscribed to Music Marketing Monday, go to musicmarketingmonday.com to join 6,500 plus other music artists, managers, and labels getting actionable music marketing advice sent to their inbox every single Monday. So yeah, what are bots? Most platforms online have what is known as an API, which I believe stands for Application Programming Interface. It's essentially a code library that developers can use to build cool applications on the back of another application. So for example, when an application integrates with Spotify and it, or a like, you know, chart metric or artist.tools, they, they allow you to track Spotify data and do all this cool stuff. Or um, you log into a online website that accepts a credit card, but it's a small business. They're, they're hooking up to Stripe or PayPal and they do this with an API. So I'm not gonna get into the technical details of it. I'm not a so I'm not a software developer or anything, but um, that's the kind of nutshell. All these websites have ways to integrate with them with code. And most of these things are great. For example, a smart link company like Hyped or Feature FM using the Spotify API to create pre-save links. In my platform, Music Funnels, we integrate with several APIs to allow you to connect with Stripe, with MailChimp, many other email platforms, payment processors. And then with my platform, Melodis, my music distributor, we use them to track analytics on streaming platforms and to process payments, send to send you money when you cash out for your royalties, for your music streaming, et cetera. However, with these APIs, people find nefarious ways to use them. For example, someone can code a Spotify bot to listen to songs, save tracks, follow artists, et cetera. So since software is super easily scalable, people can run thousands of these bots from servers all around the world to drive serious streaming volume. And it works exactly the same way on social media platform. Now, this is all a big oversimplification. There's, there's a lot to this. So if you want, just Google how to code a Instagram bot or whatever. Like you can look up tutorials for how to do this stuff. It's all public information. Um, and there's so many services that'll do it for you. But, you know, as you can imagine, uh, the owners of all these sites don't like having thousands of fake accounts. Spotify doesn't like having fake accounts. Instagram doesn't like having fake accounts. Facebook, TikTok, they don't want fake accounts because it, I mean, in some ways it can benefit them. Uh, which you probably heard in the news, you know, Twitter gets caught with all these fake followers and then Elon Musk uses that to justify a lower purchasing price <laughs> and all this other stuff, but they can use these accounts to justify, oh, look at how popular our platform is. So it's kind of a double-edged sword, but in general, they don't like it because it compromises the integrity of their ad platform and it also compromises the trust of their, um, of, of their, you know, their, uh, I'm blanking out on what the word is for this, but they're investors, the people who own the stock in the company, you know? So why do people use bots? Well, artists sometimes think that the reason that they aren't successful is because no one will give them a chance. If only their profile looked active, then people would take them seriously, or perhaps all that bot activity would trigger algorithmic activity or something else. You know, you, oh, my, I have like 100 monthly listeners. If I had 100,000, then people would actually, actually, uh, listen to my music. Now, unfortunately, these beliefs are almost always wrong. 
Larger artists often do get caught using bots to inflate their stream count, and they might use them for the following reasons. One, ranking on specific charts. Two, hitting certain streaming goals. Three, making a record go gold or platform or in a certain time frame. Four, creating an illusion of engagement to encourage further engagement, kind of like that scenario I just walked you through. Now, when larger artists use bots, they can typically get away with it because it's such a small percentage of their overall volume. It's still lame as hell, and they should be ashamed for doing it, but they do get away with it. Indie artists, on the other hand, often get caught because 99% of their numbers will be fake. And additionally, it screws up their algorithm because all their engagement is just completely fabricated. It's not like it's being blended with this giant pool of real engagement. It's just all fake. So in addition to click farms, or sorry, in addition to bots, there are these things called click farms. And some companies will have thousands of phones or computers in a warehouse just programmed to perform certain tasks. These can literally be human operated as well, and as a result, these will often occur uh, occur in countries where labor is incredibly cheap. So you can imagine a, a grid of phones where there might be one person standing with like 100 cell phones and they're running a script. The person has to interact with the phones in certain ways, but the, there's code there to make their life easier. But they can literally be a warehouse of people sitting on computers just clicking on stuff day by day. And, you know, in certain countries around the world, labor isn't the same as it is in America or in the UK or in Canada or in Australia, it, you know, where it's minimum wage might be $7 or $10 or $15 or even higher. This might be like $10 a week or, or something, you know? So uh, it's it's almost as cheap as software. And in cases where software can't be used or would be easily detected, you can use click farms for various purposes. If you just Google click farms, you'll see the pictures uh, and you'll see what I mean. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, now, Hopefully by now you're realizing why you don't want any of this. Not only can using these services get you banned from all the DSPs and social media platforms, they can seriously mess up your algorithm on these platforms. And the reason is bots will never actually become fans. They won't join your email list, they won't buy merch, and they won't come to shows. They won't even engage with your content unless you pay them to. And this means if you have bot followers, they won't engage with your stuff. The platform then sees that poor engagement across your followers and assumes your content just sucks and it doesn't push it out to real people. And some platforms will just straight up blacklist or shadow ban your account, meaning no matter how pure your efforts are going forward, they just won't let you grow. So shadow banning can be a real thing. In many cases, it is just a myth, but you can have a case where you're not banned on the platform, you're quote unquote banned. Like <laughs> you can still use the platform, but nothing happens. No one sees your stuff. No one will ever see your new posts except for all the botted followers that you already have. So one way to avoid bots is to promote your music organically on social media. And then if you have a budget, you can accelerate that growth using Facebook ads, which is one of my preferred ways of promoting music. In fact, it's my favorite way. Using ad platforms in general is my favorite way. Now, if you're a larger artist, you can consider blending in some playlisting services into that stuff, but I would only do that if you're a larger artist, and I, I really would recommend having the vast, vast majority of your budget in ads, just because the quality of engagement is so much better. And also, playlisting is very risky if, if you're not using a platform that's been like vetted, you have a you, you know the person that owns it, you have recommendations from a friend, etc. With the ads, you're running them yourself, so you know exactly who's going to your accounts. So yeah, that's bots. Um, now... Tomorrow's Halloween, so I just want to say, have a great Halloween. And if you're, if you're not subscribed to Music Marketing Monday, uh, then subscribe. Go to musicmarketingmonday.com to join 6,500 plus other music artists, managers, labels, getting actionable music marketing advice. Send to their inbox every single Monday. My name is Andrew Southworth.
I'll see you next week. Bye.